All right. I've officially got this fucking recording going. Have you got the backup recording? It's a good thing you just said that, because I probably would have forgot it. (laughs) (laughs) Usually when we have a guest on, it doesn't work anyway, so. Yeah, right, what would you fucking do without me, eh? To remind you of shit? I would lose another podcast, is probably what I would do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just par for the course. Of course it is. All right, I'm going to do my best to continue talking, but I've been sick for like a week and a half now, and um, my throat was bothering me this morning, so we'll see how it goes. It's all that deep throat, dude. Listen, you, got, you do what you got to do. That's all I'm saying. It's all that Tom Atkins porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, right. No one can blame me. <laughs> Val, are you susceptible to the charms of Tom Atkins? Always. <laughs> hey, Everyone Val. Is. Oh, hey, Shane. <laughs> you can probably hear the beast in the background meowing his head off. Because that's all he's been doing. Is that past. what you're calling it now, Shane? The beast? Yeah, the, the beast. <laughs> the beast of fucking burden. Yeah. Oh, he's been a little shit the past few nights. That's because mm. you guys didn't mug that story yet. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you know what? He's been keeping me up a lot. He's been waking me up. He's literally jumping on me at like, I've get, I'm getting about three hours sleep. And my sleeping pattern has changed considerably as well. So um, the other night, or was it last night, I was in bed by 11.30. And uh, Ziggy woke me up at quarter past two. Then again at 5.45. And then again at quarter to nine this morning. So I was like, right, okay, I'll just get up. What an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I've been fucking knocked out for the last like four nights in a row. I've been taking NyQuil. Holy shit, man. Like, I just, I just don't get up. I just keep, I don't even know what happens. I'm just like dead to the world until like I wake up at like 10 o'clock. Like, holy shit, what happened? See, I need to get that shit over here because we can't get it in the in the UK. So I need to get some of that. Yeah, we can't get it. You can't buy it over the counter. What about Zequel? <laughs> uh, not that either. Because Zequel doesn't have anything in it, supposedly. Oh, okay. Oh, is, it, is it like a Dayquil type thing, though? It's like a Dayquil, Nightquil, but I don't know what kind of quill they put into it, but there's not enough quill to make it illegal or it's something. It's to make you sleep, too. It's not to help you, like, with sickness. Oh, uh, yeah, like right. when I got my NyQuil, the, the fucking lady carded me at Stop and Shop. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> lady. You still have you a beard, You can abuse these pills of NyQuil? Yeah, what am I going to do? Do you still have a beard, Ryan? Does it still make you look about 35? Yes. Uh, well, I hope I look about 35 because I am 35, so that'd be good. Oh, yeah. Hey, I got That's a beard right. now. <laughs> what? Yeah, what Val, lie, like? Val, tell him. It looks sad. Yeah, well, it's still there. Oh, no. What there. treachery is this? Patch you know, your little face pubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. We need to see this. We need to see this. I'll, I'll upload a photo to Facebook. I don't want, you know, I got to gotta make sure I don't get too many messages from women or anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> No, right now I'm in the beard stage of what I like to call the Rocky Four beard. Okay. Like, it's like that nice, short-cut, dark Stallone beard. Do you have the uh, sideways face like him, too? 
Yes, yes. Part of my face actually started turning to the left <laughs> once I let my beard get to a certain size. My 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 beard has now gotten to the stage where I've got I've become Instagram famous. You have really? Yeah, thanks to my um my team of barbers because yeah I do need a team. Um, <laughs> yeah, my team of barbers because they've got their Instagram page. They know um they uploaded a photo of me uh, from a, a couple of weeks back or from a few weeks back when I last went in, and it's had over seven hundred likes. And wow. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm an Instagram star, bitches. I think that's more likes than we've ever had on any episodes. Oh, don't tell me about it. <laughs> we got a couple that are like over like two thousand like or views. Oh no, yeah, views there's a couple in there. Never yeah, mind. Views. Nobody liked those. Yeah, no one liked them. We just listened to them for like ten <laughs> minutes. And like, oh. Yeah. All right, let's get this started because I want to get into some of this stuff. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. All right. That was a good little burp to start us off. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more of that came from. I feel terrible. Excellent. All right, well, welcome to episode 41 of All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me is uh, my co-host, Mike Whittemore, and along with Valerie Burns, uh, coming back from her uh, video game episodes, and plus a very, spe- a very special guest this episode, Mr. Shane Smith. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Shane's on every fucking episode. Why is he a special guest? Well, it's because originally he wasn't going to make this episode, but he had a quick change of plans and decided to come on despite not having any uh, <laughs> any prep work for this episode. So thanks for joining us, Shane. Oh, you're more than welcome. I was bored. So I was <laughs> it's like, hey, it's podcast day. I need to join in. So yeah. Excellent. Well, we're glad to have your uh, signature charming demeanor as well as your witty insights to keep us going forward. Thank you very fucking much. <sighs> and uh, uh, Valerie, how you doing today? I've been pretty good. How have you been? Uh, I've been better. Uh, a little under the weather, but um, I'm just going to trudge forward and uh, make this like dark, gritty voice just make me sound a little bit sexier than I normally do. Maybe I'll just get closer to the microphone. Okay, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Stop back. <laughs> how about you, Mike? What's going on? Nothing. <laughs> excellent great to hear and i'll let you guys oh this is your fault mike i'm gonna blame you for this that's fine um so the we're recording a, a couple hours later than we normally do on sunday and uh because of this mike you just missed the end of the jets game and oh that means elisa's not going to be screaming through the whole episode <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm sorry i apologize next time apologize we'll get it the audience mike they're missing it next, damn you uh, mike yeah damn next you. week we'll get it a little earlier yeah, I still got to hear it, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so we're the uh, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. You could catch us at our Gmail uh, at AllYouNeedIsBloodPod at gmail.com or our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Um, so go on there and check us out. And uh, before we get started, we had uh, some series of correspondences, emails, tweets, all kinds of good shit. So let's go through a couple of those before we get into this. Oh, cool. 
So we got an email from uh, Brandon Hay, uh, who is commenting on our um, favorite kills episode. So he, he listed a number of them on here, and there's some that we didn't have on here. He had a smiley face arm ripoff of the asshole playing paintball in uh, one of the Friday the 13th. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a great one. Yeah, I totally and, forgot. And then Jason that. cuts all three heads off. Classic. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, and he says we got the RV kills wrong. He says Jason sneaks into the RV, grabs the girl, pulling her into the bathroom, and he pushes her head through the side. And then he kills the boyfriend who's driving the RV. So I think we got something a little backwards there. Yeah. It's because so, we're all uh, retards. Yeah. <laughs> he also had a couple of the Nightmare and Elm Streets on here. Uh, Tina's around the room, blo- around the room blood death, where she gets dragged around the room. Yeah. Uh, and they, of course, welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that everybody loves that one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a fan favorite. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he also had on here one that we forgot, uh, Feast. Um, when oh. the, uh, the hero's decapitation death, like five minutes into the movie. Yeah, that's the best. I don't know how I forgot oh. that. <laughs> so some good stuff on there. That, mo- that movie's got some awesome kills in it. Also the reproduction scene between the two beasts. Yes. Yeah. That's you just the one that saves your ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> I still have to watch feast three. I haven't made it to that one yet. You know, I I'm think not... feast three is better than feast two. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I've seen Feast Two. It wasn't that good. Was Feast Two um, the one with the baby? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Sorry, baby." He's it in the air. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that one up there as one of the best too. <laughs> the baby throw. <laughs> yeah, he chucks the baby into the air, it, and it make they make sure to like use a crack noise for like the skull being caved in oh when it God. falls. Yeah, uh, but would it really be a crack? They're very soft. It's probably like a thud. Yeah, that's true. A squelch. <laughs> either way, either way, yeah. I'm very supportive of that scene. <laughs> oh man so that's good so we also heard for, on the same subject from uh, Kevin Ferris on the All You Need Is Blood uh, Facebook oh. page he says uh, idle hands has some great kills like when the girl yes, gets dragged into the exhaust fan and splattered all over the ventilation <laughs> uh, the yeah. beer bottle into Mick's head that's a classic yeah what do you go back and get a piece that is still yep, one of the yep. funniest lines in that movie <laughs> the circular <laughs> saw blade or when Dexter Holland gets scalped and I'm sure you yeah. love that part Mike I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. Oh, okay. So I can't comment on it. Gotcha. Ziggy. Oh, Ziggy, what the fuck are you up to now? Yeah, and uh, uh, Kevin oh. also corrected us on Friday the 13th Part 6. I guess we really fucked that one up. <laughs> oh, man. It's like my favorite one, too. See, it's what we do. It's what we're good at. We fuck things up. Yeah, man. So, And then, Shane, you got a little little love letter in the, uh, oh. in the, uh, the, in the group. Oh, we got it from uh, Brittany Lee Tatum. Comments. Yeah, she I says, I'm, st- I'm starting to listen to the podcast in reverse order since I haven't been listening to all of them for about two months. So I'm listening uh, to the one where you guys talking about The Devil Rides Out. Isn't that good? And she also commented that Shane is her uh, her favorite member of the group. Ooh. Cool. She's one of those Instagram likes. Oh, there you go, Shane. Quite possibly. You know, you never know. It's just... <laughs> Don't be so bad, Phil. <laughs> Well, what can I say? You know. She yeah. She also mentioned she wanted to hear more seventies horror, uh, like Fulci and some stuff on the Beyond. So we're gonna have to make that happen. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. You know what that means, Shane? You're gonna have to listen to your one fan, and you have to listen to some old. You have to watch some old seventies uh, Italian horror movies. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No, banner, <laughs> banner. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So that's all of our. That's all of our. Um, 
fan letters segment, I guess you could say. So thanks everybody for writing in and getting in contact with us. Um, keep it up. We like having discussions with everyone. So uh, what's been going on for you guys? Um, Mike, anything interesting you've been listening, reading, watching? Um, I haven't been listening to too much, actually. I'm kind of in the transition of finding the next thing to listen to. Um, or new. I know you guys are going to laugh, but there's a new song by a band, Aborted, that's really good. Um, other than that, I've still just been jamming the cattle decapitation and... Uh, um, other than that, I've been doing my 365 days of horror, but I've been doing Christmas and Thanksgiving films strictly. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Thanksgiving films up until, I guess, today. Um, and then Christmas films up until, uh, New Year's Eve. And then on New Year's Eve. Have you run out of Thanksgiving films? Yes, because after this episode, <laughs> pretty much Val and I pretty wa- much watched them. So yeah. I don't, I mean, it's kind of hard to find a thanksgiving film that totally like encapsulates the holiday like a lot of these we're going to talk about like takes place during thanksgiving but it's not really like you know yeah, like right. not like thanksgiving you know yes so um yes. yeah but i'm i'm, I, I'm convinced i'm never going to run out of christmas movies to watch because there's no, like I agree endless you, supply i i watched a dozen or so last year and i still i ended up picking up another like seven or eight coming into this season that i was like building up to watch right so it's like there is there's a shitload of Christmas movies. Yeah. yeah. And so I am gonna finish those up and then on New Year's Eve I'm gonna have to watch New Year's Evil. That's of that's course. a must. Um other than that, I've been busting my ass in school and working a lot because of Christmas and uh yeah, that's that's my life. Well that sounds like it sucks. Yeah, a how little about, bit. How about, how about you, Val? You've been listening to, watching, doing anything uh, great recently? Uh, I've been playing a lot more games lately. I actually in September I went to PAX. For the first time, really? Yeah, my that friend works awesome. at Nintendo, so he uh, got me some tickets. So I went to uh, Seattle for a weekend. It was pretty awesome. That is fucking cool. I'd love I to did. go to PAX. They they do a PAX East uh, in Boston. I don't know if they still do it. Yeah, they do East. They do South. They do North now, I guess. And then wow. they have in Australia. Jesus, that's crazy. Didn't it all start with those Penny Arcade guys? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a dumb little comic strip on the internet. That's hysterical. But it cool. Was, I really enjoyed it. I took a picture it, with orcs from Shadow of War. It was awesome. I did see your <laughs> I, I uh, saw your posts on Instagram actually, Phil. Yes. <laughs> did a lot of my exciting adventure on Instagram, so Val got her first platinum trophy last night. Woo! On PlayStation. Oh, that's 100%ing a game? Yes. Yes, I 100%ed Undertale. Whoa, that must be a bunch of playthroughs. I, ma- I imagine there's uh, some like you know, don't do anything bad or be evil the whole time. Like a whole this bunch of shit you can do on that. No, I mean, I mean, how many times do you have to play through the game? This is the first time I played through it. Really? Yes. Holy shit! And you got every achievement the whole way through. Yep. I didn't even Holy beat the game shit. yet. I'm on the last boss, and they're already like, "Hey, yeah, here you go." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm still going to beat the game. <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't know if I've platinumed anything. This was the first one. I've been playing PlayStation since, I don't know, a couple years in a PlayStation 3, and I've never gotten a platinum. So I was like, yeah, hmm. right. Cool. I heard that if you get a game called I Am Mayo, you're opening a mayonnaise jar, and you get a platinum doing that. <laughs> and it's like $2. So <laughs> you want to platinum that bad. Yeah, here you go, Ryan. Bye. I Am Mayo. That's that is that like a partner piece to the I am bread? 
I have no idea. I, hope I didn't so. even bother looking into it. I was like, I want a real one. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to open a mayonnaise jar. I hate mayonnaise. I'll never support that game. <laughs> I don't like it either. Real quick, out. there was a um, a fan that was listening to us uh, last time, and there was mentioning about um, Alien Isolation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Is uh, Val? Could you like give like a little bit of a rundown on how good Alien Isolation is? Yeah, a fan was fan was it? asking if he should play Alien Isolation, and everyone on here hadn't played it because we're all we all suck shit. So, uh, what do you think about that as a recommendation? I 110% recommend Alien Isolation. Sometimes it's a little difficult because it's uh, you sit in one spot for a really long time, and that gets really annoying found that to be obnoxious because I was under a desk for 40 minutes once and I was so angry because the alien wouldn't leave. But sometimes <laughs> you just have to be ballsy. Like safe points aren't as hard to find in that game as you think they'd be. So you basically just have to try and find safe points, be a little ballsy. You're going to die a lot, so it doesn't matter. But it's so like if you like the alien franchise itself, then it's very much worth playing. Didn't George complete that on nightmare mode? Yeah. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. 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 Fuck, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he posted a picture on Instagram the other day talk, talking about how he needs to have a shave. And I just turned around and said, grow the beard, man. You know you want to. And he just he just replied, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> well, if George, if George beat that game on Nightmare and Val was waiting in like one spot for 40 minutes, I'm like, I'm assuming you played on normal, right? It was either normal or hard. Yeah, then I can't imagine. I can't imagine playing that game on the hardest difficulty. But I, yeah. I don't play the game at all because I have Val playing it for me because I don't <laughs> like it. Or I do like know. it, but you know, because you're because you're a big girl when it comes to I horror. I am games. a big girl. Yes. Right. Cool. Yeah. So, um, as for myself, uh, let's see what I've been doing recently. Um, I finished The Punisher on Netflix. Awesome. And I'll, I got my one commentary on it is that like most of those Marvel Netflix shows, it is a, it's too long. They, they could have chopped out at least two, maybe three episodes out of that show. Um, and it would have been better off for it. The last three episodes are the is the best Punisher anything we've ever seen on film. Hmm. Like it is fucking amazing at the end, but there's way too much build up. like just dragged out poorly paced episodes that go nowhere and you're like they could have cut this down to like one scene instead of being an episode so you know it's 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 good but it really could have used some work that's my opinion on it and i also saw justice league last week or maybe it was this week yeah it was this week um how how shit was it (laughs) (laughs) okay on a scale of let's call it um Guardians of the Galaxy on the high end and Batman v Superman on the low end <laughs> because that movie was the fucking worst. Uh, it, it's probably somewhere in maybe not the middle, but a little bit towards the low end. Like, it's fine. It's it's a really bland plot. You see it coming a mile away. You know exactly what's going to happen. But the the bad part about the movie is something that a lot of like a lot of DC fans aren't going to worry about is that the movie is a mess cinematically like the theme the the overarching themes and even just the way scenes are don't fit together uh, because it's poorly edited it's filmed by two filmmakers with completely contrasting styles so it just looks like a mess and cgi henry cavill face 
because they have to CGI off his mustache <laughs> is fucking terrible. You watched the Red like, Letter Media review, didn't you? No. Oh, no, I didn't. okay. Because they bring that up in that, too. It, Mike, it's so distracting. The first scene in the movie, he ha- he has CGI mustache. And uh, a friend of mine that I was with leaned over and goes, why does Superman have dick-sucking lips? Like, just <laughs> big, fake-ass lips. And there were parts in the movie when he's talking, and you could, like, see into the infinity in his mouth, like in video games. It's just, like, pure black. <laughs> That's awful. Like, this just... It looks terrible, like just the worst. I would much rather have had him actually have a mustache and be like, why do you have a mustache? And just say, I guess I grew it when I was dead and that's it. <laughs> that would have been much more, I would have been happy with that. It would have been fine. But but yeah, a little bit of a mess. But overall, it was enjoyable. Like I came out of it and I liked Superman and I liked The Flash and Wonder Woman was great as always. So I'm, like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything about Aquaman, though. So it's, uh... Uh, he, he's the worst <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> he is the Jesse Eisenberg of this movie. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. He is so dude bro. Like, hey, man, what's going on, yo? <laughs> Just like the fucking... I hated it. I can't imagine watching a movie with him as a star. It would be like taking Vin Diesel's personality and putting it into the body of The Rock. Whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Those are my thoughts on Justice League. I don't want to go into it too much. Um, one thing I did want to ask you guys, especially because Val's on here. So the, the 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 loot box controversy has exploded in EA's face. Um, and I know Mike, you're a big fan of loot boxes. You've gone on you've gone on uh, on and saying how much you love them and they don't hinder games or hurt them at all. Well, it depends. Uh, well, what do you think about EA just getting completely ass-raped on this? Well, they deserve it. See, I, I was talking about it with Val, I think, just yesterday. And I'm going to bring up Shadow War because I'm kind of fanboying over it so much. But they do sure. loot boxes perfectly. They don't They don't hinder uh, game progress. You don't need the loot boxes at all. I have not. I've paid for one just because Xbox gave me $5 for just playing. I was like, okay, whatever. And I just put it back into Shadow War because I enjoy the game. But they just give you extra things. Um, whereas uh, Battlefront 2, I read somewhere that it takes 4,520 hours or $2,100 to unlock all the DLC if you're going to do it on your own. Yeah. And these are characters that you need pretty much to play online. Like if you're going to want a certain character, I mean, you're going to have to keep rolling those loot boxes. You know, it's just it's just horrible. It's just stupid the way that they did it. And then everyone was bitching about it on Reddit. And all of a sudden, EA is like, oh, wait a second. For now, we'll get rid of them. Yeah. But in the future, they will come back. And I think yeah. they'll bring them back after Christmas, after the people bought the game and but I think uh, I think there's two different ways to do it because not everybody now, let, has. The... Now let me ask you this: Even if you say that um, that the, uh, the the Shadow of War um, did it the right way and whatever, don't you think just having them in there allows a shitty company like EA to come in and do a dick move like they did? No, because it makes it okay. It makes it okay to have loot boxes, to have the an aspect of free to play gaming in your sixty dollar video game. Well, like I said, it depends. I mean, if if you if it's like to unlock certain characters that are popular, like in Battlefront Two, that people that EA knows that people will buy, then yeah, I think that's right. wrong. It's manipulating people, because especially because a lot of these characters that you have okay. to buy were available in the first oh. game for free. I think that's terrible. 
But in Shadow of War's case, they're there just in case you want to. I know there's a lot of I have a lot of friends that don't have time to play games for 60, 70 hours. And if they want so to, they're gonna, so they're gonna shell out more money just to finish the game. Oh, I didn't say to finish the game, but if they want, if they want to, they can. The option is there. I don't see a problem with that. It's all on the person playing the game. If you know, you don't have to buy them. But Battlefront well, you may be, Two, you may be a little young to remember this, but back in my day, I right, know, you could I... enter cheat codes into a video game. And they would they would give you shit. It, you could get different costumes. You could get bonuses. You could get infinite lives. You could get all kinds of shit through these cheat codes, right? Now, why wouldn't they offer something like that to allow you to finish a game if you don't want to put the money into it? Because Battlefront Two is multiplayer only. And number oh, one, no, I, I know I'm yeah, only no, five years younger than you, Ryan. I, I understand. But, um, <laughs> I know. I, I like to I like to bust your balls. <laughs> but um, they do. I mean, there's plenty of games that offer cheat codes now. Mm, not, not big AAA games anymore. I don't think so. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say Grant. the last time I heard about like cheat codes. Oh, there's still. I, I played. Let's see. There's there's a couple games where I played recently. I think Grand Theft Auto Five being one of them. That they they still do offer you know cheat codes, not for the online purposes. Oh, of course not. You know, no, no, but, I would never. I would never say that's that's a good. That's a terrible idea for that. Yeah, but I mean, mainly for these loot boxes, the reason why people are having problems with the Battlefront one is because it's mainly a multiplayer game. They made the campaign four hours long. Right now, the same the same thing is, is happening in um, uh, the World War Two Call of Duty game that's out now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's not getting as much heat, but it's identical to the situation in Battlefront. To get the best guns and stuff, you have to open the loot boxes and blah, blah, blah. And you have to, in fact, open them in front of other people to to get more experience points and uh, and a bunch of other shit to upgrade your stuff. Which is, they're, they're really pushing the loot box thing in, in uh, Call of Duty now, too. So it's like, I think just the, the addition of loot boxes in er, any game is a negative. It is dragging the industry down and it's creating more EA-type games. Because it's only a matter of time. The next EA, big EA game that comes out, it's going to have loot boxes in it. And people are like, oh, we've already heard this story. We're not going to get up in arms about it again. Right, and I think that's why people aren't really going up in arms about the Call of Duty thing. Because, frankly, they're not surprised. The Call of Duty is... Because it's already passed, because it's the new norm. Shit is the new norm. Yeah, well, Call of Duty's a multiplayer, pretty much a multiplayer game anyway. I mean, George, I know, loves the single-player uh, campaign, but 90% of the people that are going to play that game are going to play for the multiplayer, right. and that's where they're going to get people with uh, loot boxes. But I think, because yeah. in Shadow of War, I'm, I've literally put 60 hours into it, and I haven't even finished the campaign. So if you really want to get orcs, you can, but they give you. They also give you a plenty amount of in-game currency, insane amounts of in-game currency. Where I have spent in-game currency on loot boxes, when that's fine. I don't think. I think loot boxes can be um, a very good aspect to a game as long as you do it correctly. And I think they did it perfect. Battlefront Two. I don't know. I mean, I've never really played loot box type games, so. Hmm. I have no idea. I've watched Mike play, though. I mean, I, I kind of agree with Mike. It all depends on the gamer. Like, some people don't have the time. Some people just want stuff now. Like, the whole Battlefront 2 thing, I could totally understand why people would want to piss away all their money. Because I watched uh, my friend play the demo, and it was like, oh, you have to sit there and you have to play, like, this many games and be this badass in order to unlock, like, Boba Fett or... Well, that was the only one I would, I would have been interested in. Yeah, right. Whatever character pack. you're trying to get. Yeah. It just, 
I think the whole loot boxing is stupid. I wish that they wouldn't do that, but people want companies want money, and that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for the day when like uh, a fighting game sort of does this. That's like on on the uh, a bigger side of like the the e-game or competitive side like if the next street fighter came out and like one of the best characters was only unlockable via a loot box like that would be fucking insane and ea's ea's next game is going to be called anthem and that game is strictly finding gear in boxes and upgrading your gear (laughs) so they're gonna really fuck over the fans that's ea's i don't know i don't know sounds shooting to me i don't like the way it's going but um Let's get away from uh, let's get away from our video game talk for now. We could always come back. And uh, oh, Shane, I didn't go to you. Do you uh, have anything interesting you've been watching or le- reading or listening to? I have been buying lots of shit um, recently. I have um, I managed to pick up a copy of Night of the Comet on Blu-ray. Nice. Um, um, Arrow uh, special jobby which was kind of cool. Um, I also managed to get a copy of... No, this is actually quite hilarious. I got a copy of Fright Night 2 on Blu-ray um, last week. I had it uh, sent from um, Spain because it was obviously a, it was a region-free disc, so I'm able to play it, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I got it, turned it on. It's in Spanish. Well, there's got to be a way to change that, right? Should yeah. Thank fuck for my neighbor because I don't read or speak Spanish at all. And I was like, Oh, holy shit. How the fuck am I going to watch this? And I went, Go <laughs> oh, to the even or- the menus, even the menus are in Spanish. The menus in Spanish as well. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh Jesus, really? And then he went, yeah, just go to the audio option. And then I was like, what's the audio option? And then he just took the remote. even it's there. And he went, look, it's long lay. I was like, Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> so I actually have a copy of Fright Night 2 on Blu-ray that I can actually watch. Um, what else have I bought? Uh, I've been buying more vinyl. Um, yeah, uh, it's still your fault, Mike. Uh, I'm buying, yeah, everybody vinyls. should be buying vinyl constantly. Yeah, um, I've got the uh, Pet Cemetery soundtrack on double vinyl. Unfortunately, it's not the green vinyl with the black swell, it's just the standard black vinyl, but oh, um. Okay. Yeah, but the uh, added bonus to it is Side 4 has 12 unreleased, rare, and um, alternative mixes of some of the uh, the film cues on the soundtrack. Plus it has the two Ramones tunes that are featured in the film. So you've got Sheen as a punk rocker and Pet Cemetery um, huh. as the added bonus. Um, also, my Nine Inch Nails Add Violence uh, 12-inch vinyl turned up which I am incredibly happy about. Um, what else have I bought? Um, oh, I managed to get a copy of In the Mouth of Madness on Blu-ray as well. And I have just spent £50 on Amazon buying Christmas gifts. Some of them were meant to be for other people, but I like them so much I've decided to keep them for myself. <laughs> well, bas- move. well, basically, they've got these Hammer Horror-themed socks. So you've got Frankenstein, you've got two Dracula, and you've got a Frankenstein um, sort of like a design on these socks. And I was like, I need to buy those for someone. 
And then I sat there and I was going through all the other stuff and I'm like, right, which stuff is theirs and which stuff did I buy for myself? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm keeping the socks. And, <laughs> you know, and I bought myself another Stranger Things shirt as well because I got I, I had my buddy Liam came down a couple of Sundays ago um, from York and we uh, sort of basically sat there, chilled out, watched Stranger Things and went out and got drunk and actually sat indoors and got drunk and just like had a fucking good laugh. So I bought myself another Stranger Things shirt. I bought myself um, one of those all-over design shirts of um, Pennywise, the new Pennywise, um, which looks really fucking sick, actually. Um, what else have I bought? Um, not a lot else, actually. I've not really been watching much because um, I've not really had the time to. Um, reading, um, I haven't read anything for a while, although it's now come to my attention that I may need glasses. <laughs> so, You're just noticing this now. Well, it's only developed in the last few weeks. Um, so it's literally small print. I can't read any small print. It's now got to that stage where I'm going to have to go to uh, um, a known chain of um, bifocal wear in the UK and uh, get some fucking bins on my face. You nerd. I know, right? I am going to look like a proper fucking nerd as well. <laughs> No, Shane, you're going to look like a hipster. You got that big-ass beard, now you're going to have a set of glasses. Hey, don't diss my fucking bed, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my, all right, Shane, my well, we beard, all get older, I guess. Yeah, my beard is awesome, all right? That's true. No hipster could grow a beard like that. No, yeah, mine too. What, your beard as well, Val? <laughs> yeah, it's coming up pretty nicely. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we need all to get right, pics of that. Be included. You guys have been talking about it all day. Uh, <laughs> we'll get you in there for it all right so let's let's get into our topic at hand here uh, because we just uh passed by thanksgiving we decided we would do a set of thanksgiving horror movies um and there's not a lot of them when you go looking for them um there probably should be more because i think like the holiday opens itself up to a bunch of hilarious antics but not many uh not many movies not many movies take advantage of it mm-hmm. um so yeah, let's uh, let's get into the Thanksgiving movies. Uh, we'll start off with probably the most popular one, um, and that's Thanksgiving from two thousand nine. So this is a movie that is the brainchild of Jordan Downey and uh, Kevin Stewart, uh, Downey being the director, and it is a super low budget, ridiculous slasher with a turkey puppet as the main villain, and it's just a foul mouthed swearing one-liner, wise-cracking turkey that, and this one fully takes advantage of it being Thanksgiving because everything is all about, like, everything's a horrible pun about cranberry sauce or, like, leftovers or something else when you kill somebody. Everybody gets a one-liner. Um, and it is a ridiculous movie. And if you want to know the type of movie that you're getting, if you, the cover of the DVD says, tits in the first second of the movie guaranteed. <laughs> and they're not kidding. As soon as the movie starts, it opens up on a big pair of tits. Um, so, uh, basically the plot of the movie is that this turkey, um, comes back every 505 years, I think I heard, and it, it kills all the white people, uh, for what they did to Native Americans back in the day. The turkey was summoned by a Native American shaman to, um, kill the white people that, uh, took his land and disrespected him. 
And he, uh, the turkey comes around and dispatches teens. He rapes, he kills, he slaughters animals. He fucking, he does it all. And the teens have to figure out how to stop the evil turkey curse. And uh, that leads to more antics. And um, this movie is completely cockamamie. Absolutely. The kills are ridiculous and over the top. The special effects are okay, but like some of them are really hilarious. There's one that stands out. It's my favorite scene in the movie, and I don't care. It cracks me up fucking watching this. It's when the turkey takes the face off of this girl's dad, like rips the face off, and he's wearing it as a mask. And it's a turkey puppet, like the worst turkey puppet you've ever seen, with a a, a fake mask draped over his head. And he's like, oh, hello, honey. How are you today? (laughs) And the girl's like, daddy, I haven't seen you in a long time. Oh, my God. (laughs) It is... The funniest fucking scene. I don't care, man. I laugh when I watch that every time. Um, now, Mike, I know you sometimes have problems with movies that try to be goofy and over the top. Uh, what did you think about Thanks Killing? See, I've seen Thanks Killing years ago. I didn't revisit it because I didn't have time this year. But I, I always stuck up for it as one of the movies that actually like kind of made me laugh. I mean, I hate movies that like because movies back in the 70s and 80s that were so bad, they were funny and weren't really meant to be that way. You know, they weren't really meant for a comedic tone. They're just Mm -hmm. shitty. But these like these new ones like Zombievers and a lot of these like parody movies are just made bad on purpose. And I think that takes a lot of the fun out. But Thanksgiving, I think, does it really well because I think it's just so goddamn funny. Like, I, I know I sound hypocritical, but I think it's just. It's hysterical because it's so stupid. Yeah, it's incredibly stupid. It is way over the top. Um, Everything is nonsense from the kills to uh, the dialogue is the the worst. The acting is the worst. Everything is the worst. Um, But I don't know. I, I laugh and I could see visiting this over and over again. I think it's a good Thanksgiving movie to watch because it has, it does have a lot of the Thanksgiving themes in it. You know, there's pilgrims and there's, there's a Turkey an Indian curse and it's all one liners about, you know, gravy and fucking <laughs> stuffing and all kinds of shit. Uh, oh yeah. Like he, so he rapes this girl from behind. She thinks it's her boyfriend, but it's actually a Turkey. So the Turkey's banging this girl from behind and he blows his load, and he goes, looks like you just got stuffed. And I'm like, <laughs> That's the worst line ever. Val, have you seen this one? No, I have not. I wish I had. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, the Maybe. more you guys are talking about it, it, it sounds like the equivalent of, like, a ginger dead man. It's, it's, uh... It probably has worse... It has less money and worse effects than ginger dead man, <laughs> but I think it has better writing. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, which is a weird, weird thing to say. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Maybe I'll extend my Thanksgiving movie watching for like one more day so Val and I can watch Thanksgiving uh, and Thanksgiving 3. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that one in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I like Thanksgiving. I think it's, it's worth checking out if you're looking for a goof. If you want to sit down and have a few cocktails, uh, you know, maybe even on the night before Thanksgiving, if you don't go out to the bars like every idiot does, um, if you just sort of stay home and get good and liquored up before the next day, this is this is the movie you want to have on and have a laugh. It's not serious. It's not... You, this isn't going to win any awards anywhere. It's just a dumb movie with a rubber turkey, a foul mouth rubber turkey killing people, so... I don't know. I like it. I think it's good. I think uh, people should check it out. Shane, what do you think about Thanks Killing? You think it's something you would ever want to watch? Probably not. It sounds <laughs> dire. It sounds really awful, actually. 
Well, but then you again, it, but then again, saying that it's probably one of those movies that's so shit it's good. Yeah. So I may have to try and source a copy just to watch it, and then I can blame you for it if it's really bad. <laughs> I'm wondering if, if there's like I haven't looked for this, but if there's like a YouTube, uh, you know, collage of all the kills and one-liners in it. Um, that would probably be worth watching if it was like just like a five minute cut of just all the bullshit, the nonsense in the movie. So that'd be the that'd best... probably be worth checking out. All right, so that'd be the best thing to look for, would it? Mm. Okay, I'll do yeah. that. I'll do that. Yeah, see if it's up there. There's probably something like that. People have a good time with this. I can imagine somebody making some fanfare. Hang on. So I'm just sure just letting you guys know, like if you haven't seen Thanks Killing, the according to IMDb, the budget was thirty five hundred dollars. And <laughs> I believe it. That's the trivia, beautiful. the first line of the trivia says, at first, no one wanted to distribute the film. So the filmmakers sold the DVD on Amazon themselves. It took a year to sell a thousand copies. <laughs> I think I'm one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can watch both of them on Amazon Prime right now. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Awesome. So let's go to let's go to one. Uh, what do you have in your uh, Thanksgiving uh, treat bag there, Mike? What, the uh, movies? Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to get this shit out of the way. I'm going to talk about uh, Blood Freak. Yes. So, all right. <laughs> um, this is we're, one... So we're just going... We're going for broke right up front here, like... <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know, I I watched this movie a little while ago, a few days ago, and um, I had my mouth, like, dropped most of the time because... This is just one of the most 70s movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, so there's a guy who comes on screen. He looks exactly like Vincent Price. Exactly. Like a 70s Vincent Price. But I guess he's a co-director. And um, he's narrating. He like he narrates throughout the whole movie. And you, he just like comes on screen randomly to like talk about... Uh, like living in a world with constant change. Like he's just sitting in like a room with like seventies paneling. He's smoking cigarettes and he keeps looking down at his own script. And he talks about living in a world with constant change. So the movie starts off with a biker. His name is Herschel. And he's also the co-director and star of this film. So there's two directors for this. This was made in 1972, by the way. I don't think I said that. Um, he is riding down the highway and he sees a girl in a car and he picks her up and she brings him to a party. Like he just pulls his motorcycle in front of her car or something like that. Like she breaks down and then she just picks him up and she takes him to a party. Um, this party is people doing drugs, but they keep talking about church and the Holy Spirit and such. So doing, doing drugs in the name of God. I, I don't know. I think it's like a church compound thing, but the drugs in this movie look like they were actually doing drugs. I I don't know. I don't think they had unless they put all their budget to like drug effects. I don't see how yeah. these could be fake. Do um, you really think these people are buying fake coke? <laughs> no, laying it out. They they look like they're like pretty high in some actual shit. So um, the biker he refuses to do any drugs, and um, let's see, he goes to a person, goes to a person, a person. So he refuses to do any drugs and the girl that picked him up, her sister wants to have sex with him. And he goes, Oh no, you know, I'm with Angela. I guess that's her name. So she gets insulted and she goes over to a guy and she says, Hey, I really want to, I want to really want to pay back this guy for not fucking me. And he's like, okay, well, you know, I'll get him hooked on some shit. And she goes, Oh, okay. And I was at this point, I'm like, where the hell is this Turkey? 
Um, because <laughs> this movie promises a turkey monster, and I'm waiting for this fucking turkey monster. So Vincent Price shows up again. It's not actually Vincent Price, but I'm going to keep calling him that because he looks exactly like Vincent Price. Um, he shows up again. And he talks about what influences our destiny. And he's just talking to the camera, smoking cigarettes. Um, eventually, Herschel, he becomes a handyman for the the like little compound. And he's like like fixing a pool. Um, so the girl comes up to him and goes, come on, do some drugs with me. And he goes, no, I can't. So she calls him a coward. And then... <coughs> He just Excuse does me. drugs. He just does drugs anyway. Um, eventually, has uh, six sex with the sister of the girl he picked up, and he fucks her. And then the the next morning, he goes to a turkey hatchery and he gets a job. And the scientists there <laughs> tell him if he wants to make extra money, then he can help him with experiments in the lab at this turkey hatchery. So the scientists convince the biker to do experiments for them with the added bonus of giving him more drugs and money. So the guy's like all for it, and he takes the drugs from the experiments, and it appears he's overdosing. Um, Angela's sister, the one he had sex with, calls someone over to come over and help, and the person turns out to be the shady drug dealer from earlier. So he takes the joint and he smokes it. And then he, he, after he smokes it, he's blaming the guy and shaking him on a couch going, I can't believe you got me hooked on these drugs. And then he's threatening the guy and he wants a constant supply. And then he eats an entire turkey for lunch. <laughs> and he just sits down with this giant t- full turkey and they just show him just eating it with, you know, a fork and knife. Um, so he, Herschel, um, Oh, yeah. He, Herschel eventually walks away and he passes out. He has a seizure during the day, and I guess it lasts until the nighttime because he's still having the seizure. Someone comes up to him and sees him, and then they leave him on the ground and walk away. And Herschel finally wakes up and goes home, and he finally turns into a turkey after 40 minutes. But this this movie bamboozled me something fierce because I was, I was <laughs> expecting a turkey monster and it's just a guy wearing a turkey mask and it's just <laughs> him just with turkey mask so things now start to get interesting apparently now he's dating the girl's sister whom he picked up uh he he frightens her uh, when he goes to her house he's now a turkey but he writes a note saying it's him and how he wants her help they only show glimpses of a turkey mask in the dark room for like four minutes, it's just Angela's sister saying how much he still likes Herschel, questions their relationship, wonders how their future children would think of their dad as a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so the light the light turns out and it is proposed that she has sex with Herschel as a turkey. She moans <laughs> and then you hear the gobble gobble from the turkey. So Vincent Price shows up again, but he speaks over a dialogue of Angela and her sister talking to Herschel, like trying to be artsy. So the sister shows off Herschel to her drug friends, so they believe her. Uh, only only Herschel's face is a turkey, and I, I wrote that down twice because I was so disappointed. So Herschel <laughs> starts wandering around the compound and sees one of the girls from the party that also insulted him. He follows her to the car, scoops her up, and presumably kills her off screen because you just hear a scream. And then, like, these people that he keeps killing, they just keep showing up. Like, I, like, I'm guessing in a parking lot because Herschel stumbles upon another girl and immediately cuts to her standing next to a tree. And then another girl randomly rolls up in a car and stumbles outside. 
I didn't know where these people were or why they were getting out of the car, but she sees Herschel slice open the neck of the previous girl. He drinks the blood while the onlooker keeps screaming, and I wrote down it's the same scream noise over and over again because they only yes. had one apparently. And it's just it's so annoying. So all of this is happening while the sister's talking to her drug friends on how she wanted Herschel back to normal. So Herschel stumbles upon a couple doing heroin in a car because, <laughs> you know, drugs. Uh, the guy runs away. He slices the girl's neck and drinks her blood. The same scream as before, repeatedly is the same music over and over. Uh, Herschel then kills a random old guy by strangulation because um, he's there now. Um, a large man who looks like a large lesbian sees a strangled old man and tries to fight Herschel. He stabs Herschel in the head, but Herschel stabs him back. Scream is the same. Uh, drug guy from earlier pimps out Herschel's girlfriend to another drug friend. The guy tries to rape her in her sleep. Herschel scares the man off by staring at him through a window. Uh, the rapey dude runs away, but Herschel slowly catches up to him and strangles him. He chops the guy's leg off with a circular saw, and the guy repeatedly <laughs> screams. Herschel then passes out, sees a few drug friends from earlier, begs for them to kill him, and they cut to an actual turkey in real life getting his head cut off, which I was not ready for at all. Yeah. Because I'm very, I hate when animals die in movies. So there's that. Um, and it's getting close to the end now. So Herschel's head is now on a dinner table while people are grabbing and eating turkey next to it. So it seems like all of that was a dream because the real Herschel wakes up. And the girl from the beginnings talks to her sister, tries to convince her to come with Angela to pick Herschel up. Apparently, she's okay with her sister being with Herschel. Because after the sister admits giving Herschel the messed up drugs, Angela says, if Herschel really loves you, he'll understand. Even though it has only been one day since they met and had sex. So Herschel then prays to God to help him through his withdrawal. And the narrator returns, and this is the best part of the whole movie. Yes. Her, the narrator returns, and he speaks about how we take the good life for granted. And then, okay, keep in mind this is the co-director. He then coughs, and he's just he keeps coughing after inhaling a cigarette. And you see him, like, struggling to keep the cough down, and he just starts just coughing. And they left it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they in the yes. film. And the movie ends with Herschel and the chick sister hugging on a beach. That's amazing. The movie. That's blood. The coughing movie. I wrote that down. The coughing fit at the end is hilarious. That's what I have written down because the guy's trying to deliver dialogue and he's like, and he just goes on like it's a, it turns into a classic fit. And he didn't do another take. No. He's like, ah, that's good enough. I actually heard of one of the times the narrator came on. I heard. Herschel, the other director, I heard him say action. I, I oh, swear to right. God, I heard it. Be right back. All right. All right, Jay. Val, did you watch this with him? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I watched this last night and finished it up this morning. And this is maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it I is agree. Everything, the acting, the special effects, the sound is just fucking terrible. The the music they play over and over when he's killing people, along with those screams like you mentioned, Mike. Holy shit. Just fucking get something new. Especially when that guy got his leg cut off. Yeah. Which was kind of a cool effect. Oh, yeah. They, they, sort, of, they sort of stopped it and then, like, here's what I don't get, okay? Apparently this guy was actually an amputee. What? So, they, yeah, apparently that guy legitimately did not have that leg. 
what they could have done, and this would have been fucking amazing, is use a real circular saw and blast through a fake leg. That and then with him screaming, that would have looked awesome. But instead, they do this like they they cut away before the blade hits the leg, and then they come back with the stump already cut off. Yeah, and then he's like he's like rolling around screaming, but. I mean, yeah, it's, there's some good stuff. There's a ton of blood in this when he's, like, you know, cutting the lady's throats and stuff, and it's just gushing out of and him. And he's just pouring it in his face like he's drinking yeah, he's, it. <laughs> he's holding his hands under, because he has them upside down, he's holding his hands under their heads like he would, like, at a sink. He's, like, then dumping it into the turkey mouth. <laughs> and the turkey mouth does not move. No. It is just... It's a mask. In this, it's just yeah, a mask. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, this was really bad. I mean... The and when when that like director would come on to give his speeches or whatever, it, it wasn't like like you said it wasn't an overlay over the movie. It just cut away to some guy sitting in a room smoking a cigarette, talking about like the choices we have to make in life and how it could affect our journey. And in this these tying trying times, um, I'm imagining the point of the movie was supposed to be don't do drugs, you know, pray to the Bible. But it, it came off as insane because a good portion of the movie is this guy just like slitting throats and drinking blood. Like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, those people about? weren't smoking fake drugs. I mean, you have to agree with me on that. Yes. yes. These people were actually, this was like, what's that movie with uh, uh, those that biker movie in the late 60s? I forget the name of it. Um, the oh. uh, Easy, uh, Easy Rider. Yes, Easy, yeah, Easy Rider. Yeah, it's like that, but. A horror movie where the guy turns into a turkey. Yeah, with no budget, and I, I don't know. I, I love how there's scientists at a turkey farm, <laughs> yeah. and, and and they're doing chemical tests on the turkeys. It's not even, like, something that would make somewhat sense, like they're doing genetic testing on turkeys, you know? But I don't think the director knew about genetics, so he was like, yeah, they're putting chemicals on the turkeys. <laughs> and I love the ex- <laughs> I explanation. The, they're like, well, we don't want to give it to the turkey, so we need a human to eat it first. Yes, right. We we have to do human testing, and the guy's like, "Yeah, okay, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> and when they, in the scene where the guy's eating a whole turkey, yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" I know he's a big guy, but jeez. Did you notice when the scene started? He's outside. Yes. They, they bring him the turkey, and he's outside, and then it cu- it cuts away for like a, a split <laughs> second, and now he's inside at a table eating it. Yeah. Like he started eating it outside, and now he's inside. Like what happened? <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I also love, like, I, I don't know what kind of drugs that drug dealer gave him. Like, when he was going through his withdrawals or whatever, like, whatever the drug dealer gave him to, like, calm him down, it looked like it was just a joint. I mean, maybe it was laced with something else, but, like, he's just, like, sweating and dying. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, God, I need something. And the guy's like, here, and he smokes this, and it looks like he's just lighting up a joint, and he's like, oh, God, okay, now I feel better. I'm like, what kind of withdrawal do you get from weed? <laughs> Oh man. I don't know, man. Uh yeah, this it was hysterical. I fucking laughed through this. And this is not like this is not like Thanks Killing where Thanks Killing has jokes written and it's meant to be funny. This is the description you said before. Something that they made that is absolutely hysterical, but they did not mean it to be funny at no. all. They were this guy was trying to make a serious movie about the dangers of drug use and uh I don't know, turkey chemical testing or something. Uh yeah, I guess. I mean I just, I, I don't get it. They had two directors. Yeah, that was enough. We maybe had to bring in a couple other guys. You know, and it's just, it's just crazy. 
Uh, overall, a classic movie. Um, I don't know that I would recommend this to someone unless they have a taste for the the terrible. Like, if I ever made Shane watch this, I don't think he'd ever talk to me again. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right on that. <laughs> well, if anyone is interested in watching it, you can get it on YouTube, wink, wink, for free, or you could spend the 1993 on the DVD special edition on Amazon, which is 1993, uh, $19.93 too much. I'm not going to lie. I ordered that DVD copy, Mike. Good fucking <laughs> Lord. I, I want to see it with without the terrible YouTube, because it, it looks awful on YouTube. I mean, like the, do you the think it's going to look any better breaking. on DVD? Well, it won't have the screen tearing and shit, so maybe. Yeah, I, I, yeah and, was, and maybe the audio would be better. I mean, I'd like to hear what some of the shit, the, some of the explanations are going on, because honestly, there's parts where you cannot hear dialogue. Yeah, I, especially I when she's like talking to him in the room. I was, I didn't know what the hell she was saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this is a, this is a complete mess. And uh, if you like a movie that's a mess, definitely check it out. <sighs> You know what I'd like to see, Mike? I'd like to see a best of the worst with this on it. You know, I'm surprised they haven't done it with this. That's that's a must. We should probably get somebody's got to, somebody buy the DVD and send it into the Red Letter Media. <laughs> I want to see that. Well, since you're already getting it, you can send your DVD copy. Yeah, maybe yeah. after I finish mine, I'll send it in. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Val. Uh, oh, well, so Shane, do you think you'd be watching this one? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I I also I wrote this down too. Before we go, before we go away from this, when the girl's talking to the turkey head guy in the room, <laughs> and she's seriously contemplating what life would be like marrying a turkey monster. Yep. She's like, "What would it be like if I married you? <laughs> and what would it be like if we lived together and you looked like this? And our children? What if their children's father looked like this?" And I'm like, "Why are you spending more than one second thinking about living with a turkey monster?" <laughs> I've got. I've actually got a question to uh, to this. I mean, would she be giving birth to actual children? Or That's what she, she questions. Be, yeah, she would she, she be giving birth too. to an egg? Oh, only yeah. right. Would it be an egg? Would it be a lie? Well, since the guy, his only his would face it, is a turkey. I'm assuming yeah. it'd be a fetus, a human fetus, just with a turkey uh, head. A turkey head? Yeah. But my my what, what what if the, my what if the top part of it had an egg on it, like a just but, a head had an egg. Oh, like a Siamese right? twin type thing? Like it's a human fetus but also has an egg attached? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm down with that. <laughs> and the head has to break through the eggshell. But the eggshell is only around its shoulders. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Listen, whatever you guys want that, to get off to later, that's, yeah. that's your problem. Yep. So, great movie. Um, Val, let's go to, let's go to uh, one of your choices. Which one do you want to start off with here? Um, well, if we're talking about bad movies, I'll talk about Christy. All right, I know absolutely nothing about this movie, so let me hear it. All right, so it came out in 2014, and it's about this girl, and she's at a college campus that's humongous. But for some reason, everyone else in the college campus is going off for Thanksgiving, and she's staying at the campus. But one other girl was supposed to stay, and then she bailed, and then, like, she wouldn't go with her boyfriend... It was goofy. She basically was like, I'm going to be alone. So. Sounds like a goth. <laughs> well, she didn't look like it. She looked like, a, she, looked like she was 40, first of all. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> there is so, nothing uh, worse in this world than a 40-year-old goth. Oh, wait. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> so, as long as they're not wearing glasses, it'll be fine. Yeah, right? Not yet, so, anyway. She have a beard. 
But, um, <laughs> so she stays behind and there's like a whole bunch of guards and stuff still at the school. And for like, there's like a montage of her having fun and dancing around the halls alone and swimming in this giant pool alone. And now she's having all this fun alone. And she's just like calling her parents and stuff and her boyfriend. So then she goes, Hmm, perfect idea. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get ice cream because I'm a girl. And what else do girls do? So <laughs> she uh, goes to the local gas station after she talks to one of the guards and goes and gets him a Mountain Dew and gets her some ice cream. There's some weird girl in like a hoodie dropping magazines next to her. So she goes to walk by her, which, I mean, I wouldn't. Because if somebody was dropping magazines, I'd be like, peace out. I'm walking the opposite way. But, you know, <laughs> for movies. So she walks past her, and the girl is like, oh, you're so pretty. And the girl, her name was Justine. She was like, um, okay, thank you. And then she went to go check out. And then this girl starts following her. And uh, Mike said she had meth head teeth. It was very just Meth head teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she did. And uh, she starts, like, making a ruckus about sunglasses. And the Justine girl was like, okay, like, she wanted sunglasses for a discount. And Justine's like, I'll buy them. She's like, I don't need your charity. And she leaves. And I was like, this is okay. So she, Justine goes to leave. The girl blasts her headlights at her and then drives off. So then she goes to leave, finds the girl driving like an asshole. She goes to go around her. She's not letting her. And then it's like this big ordeal. And then she finally gets to the campus, tells the guard like, oh, there's people and they're scary and stuff and the guy's like okay so eventually you know guards being guards in a horror movie they go outside everybody gets killed because they're this girl brings like three four guys with her and they want to kill justine because she is a pretty girl and I'm assuming it's like some sort of like that deep dark web stuff because they they're on this website where they kill pretty girls posted online and it's like a vast city thing like it's all over the US like in random cities that there's all these videos of these girls getting murdered because they're pretty and they're pure and their names are Christy because they're hmm. pure but she's like they're like, oh, Christy, and they're like harassing her, and she's like, my name's Justine, but they still attack her anyway, which I, you know, silly, I guess. I don't <laughs> know, it's goofy, but there was like so many goofy things in that movie, and I mean, I watched it with Mike, and the whole time we were like one of those people, we were like, why would you do that? Why would that happen? She went to. Uh, the groundskeeper's house in the midst of them trying to murder her. And somehow they constantly know where exactly she is. Even though she runs everywhere and they're walking behind her, but they constantly are finding her. So she goes to the groundskeeper's house and she's like, dude, I need your cell phone. These people are trying to kill me. They've killed other people. And he goes off to find his phone. Takes forever. Comes back with a shotgun and she goes, where's your, where's your phone? And he goes, and this made us laugh. He goes, the cops wouldn't get here in time. And, what? And yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Just fucking call. Like, why? Yeah, fuck it. So <laughs> that guy decides to go out <coughs> with his shotgun, be threatening, waste ammo. 
and then he dies because horror movies. Nobody thinks. And then, um, so she starts running again. She takes his cell phone, tried calling 911, but then it didn't go through. I don't understand exactly what happened because she dialed it and then nothing happened from it. And then she's running. So then mm. she gets a call. And some a woman's like, hey, uh, somebody called this number. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm in the library at this college, and these people are trying to kill me, and I'm the only one here, and blah, blah, blah. And they're, and they're like, hey, you dumb bitch. We're not even 911. We're the people. And the groundskeeper's number is everywhere. We Now we know you're in the library. And it was just such a goofy movie because they constantly found her. And then, of course, the... She decides to fight back, and she ends up killing them off one by one. And then she, now she's a murderer, basically. Now she's no better than the rest of them. But uh, she posts it on the little website because she finds out why they're doing it. And she was like, yeah, it's over after she killed the girl. I was like, lovely. Beautiful. So <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, like, what... The- is this on Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah it takes place during, during Thanksgiving. like Thanksgiving break. She, oh, okay. She even has a little turkey pot pie. Oh. <laughs> it so it sounds like it's sort of like um, almost like the game with uh, uh, Michael Douglas. Like he, people are just out to kill him, and he has to survive. Right. But yeah. it's for a nonsense reason. But this, it's like a, a little more slasher, I guess. It reminds, it reminded me of P two a lot. Instead of just the homicidal like security guard, it's kind of like just right. people. But she, I, Val, said it's in a college. It's like an entire college campus. It's enormous, and she's right. the only one there. Like it's. It's not like just in her dorm. No, it's not just an, it's no. the entire college campus. Like she's running across the whole campus. She's the only one there, and it's one of those movies that like you're supposed to suspend your disbelief to an ex- certain extent when you watch horror movies. But this is just like constantly. Val and I were like, "Why the hell would she do this? And why the hell would she do it?" It was just annoying oh. to that kind of level. And what I left out is these guys were so witty that they jammed the network on her phone so she couldn't call 911 and they jammed the Wi-Fi. Yeah. I forgot about that. What? <laughs> yeah, they jammed a college campus's Wi-Fi and phone network. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. It's yeah. not it's not like at a college campus they don't have enough bandwidth to exactly. keep fucking 200,000 students torrenting all day long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they jammed it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so how many people were there that were hunting her? There was four. It was the okay. the girl from the gas station and then, like, three guys in hoodies. With tinfoil on their face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made their masks out of, like, duct tape and tinfoil. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, what do, you, do you think this is worth watching, guys? No. No, um, no. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm looking at Amazon to see if you could buy it, and apparently it's uh, Region Two, and mm-hmm. it's uh, the DVD's twenty six dollars. Oh, yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend paying so Region, to watch that. yeah, Region Two. That's UK, isn't it? UK and Europe. Yeah, yeah. So you can, I yeah. can't even find an American version on here. So, 
Whoa. Yeah, that's sort of strange. It, it, was it an American movie? I think it, I'm pretty sure it was. Everybody had an American accent, and it, and it took place in, like, what, Colorado? I, I Yeah, I think it was Colorado. Hmm, could be Canadian. Oh. Ooh. No. Oh. <laughs> I think we should look into this. That's good. That, could, that could be the problem. Well, the fact it's a Canadian movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been where they went wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it sounds like a fucking mess. Yeah, it's and, like it's uh, you know it's a slasher. It's a typical, pretty much a typical slasher where they're trying to kill one person, the one person comes and kills them back. You know, it's is there any is there any deaths? I mean, other than the bad guys chasing them. I mean, they uh, killed guards, but they only I don't. They showed the one guard getting killed, and they showed the uh, groundskeeper getting killed. But it wasn't like heard, a. It wasn't gone, Val. Oh, and then they showed her boyfriend because he decided to come back to go get her, and then he died. But it wasn't like anything like, oh, yeah, this is awesome, like, nice effects. It was, they jammed the security guard against the door and just stabbed him. They somehow managed to hang the groundskeeper with a hose, and then they just stabbed (laughs) the boyfriend. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to apologize to all of Canada. It turns out this was filmed in the U.S. Uh, by people from the U.S. And it was actually filmed at Tulane University in uh, New Orleans. Oh, wow. So that explains why it's so fucking huge. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that sounds like that's a hard pass, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeesh. All right. We'll go on to uh, my second choice. Um, I'm going to be saving Thanksgiving 3 till the end, Mike. We'll do. Uh, <laughs> I'll do my other one I picked before that. All right. Um, so my other choice was, um, I guess technically you could say 1987's Blood Rage. And I say technically because the movie was made in 83, but it wasn't released till 87. Yep. Which is, which is really weird. And I think, um, I think that was a big hindrance to the movie in terms of its success. I think if it came out in the early eighties, like when it was first filmed, this thing would have been a lot bigger than it ended up being. Um, so the basic story is... There's two twin brothers. Uh, they're little kids at the beginning of the movie, and they go to the drive-in with their parents. And their parents are like, "Get the fuck out of here! We want to like make out or have sex in the car or something." So they kick they kick the kids out, and they're running around the drive-in doing you know whatever kids do. And the kids sneak up behind this other car where the, there's this couple having sex in it. And um, one kid just stands right by the rear window and just watches this couple bang. And eventually the guy that's, you know, having sex with a girl looks up and sees the kid there and is like, what the fuck do you want, kid? Get the fuck out of here. And the kid takes a hatchet and just fucking smashes this guy like three times in the head with a hatchet. Um, Great special effects, fucking blood everywhere, gore, you know. And um, the girl starts screaming. Everybody comes running over. He hands the hatchet to his twin brother and wipes blood all over the kid's face. And then when the um, the mom shows up, he's like, oh, it was Todd. Todd did it. He went crazy and he he hit the guy with the hatchet and he starts like crying. So the the mom puts the little brother or not the little, I'm sorry, the little brother, the, the, the good brother, quote unquote, Todd, into an insane asylum. And he stays there for like the next 10 years. Meanwhile, the psychopath Terry is uh, allowed to go home and, you know grows up with a bunch of people and apparently nothing ever happens um <laughs> after that until the day todd escapes on thanksgiving 
Um, and he escapes because he wants to go home and they won't let him go home and he just fucking loses it and, like, you know, escapes from the insane asylum. And um, the whole movie is the evil brother Terry going around killing people, trying to blame Todd for it so that Todd gets locked up again. And um, and that's basically the plot of the movie, essentially. there's He, he goes, goes around killing friends and family members and a whole bunch of other people. There's a ton of drinking and sex and tits and smoking and all the good stuff you'd expect in a classic slasher movie. Um, you know, people are having Thanksgiving dinner, the turkey's out. There's a whole bunch of one-liners. Everything has to do with, like, that's not cranberry sauce on my shirt. And then, you know, <laughs> cut somebody's head off and... It, it, it gets fucking completely ridiculous. There's a lot of nutso stuff going on in on this movie, and I'm amazed this movie was not popular. It was sort of lost, I think, for a long time. I, like, I hadn't even heard of it until um, Arrow released this on uh, on Blu-ray. And, and I think after that, it's been picking up a little bit more steam, and um, it's absolutely fucking worth watching. I mean, it is a great 80s slasher sort of lost out there. People need to go check this out. It doesn't nearly get nearly enough attention as it deserves. Um, it was originally released as, or the work print was called just slasher. And it was also re-released as nightmare at shadow woods, which I think that might've been its overseas title as well. Um, but the, you know, the standard title is blood rage and, um, it's got great music. This fucking awesome 80 synth stuff you get like in the old, you know, old horror movies and stuff. Um, like I said, great kills, beheadings, dismemberment, tons of blood, great practical effects, and I love the opening scene. That that fucking driving driving scene is just classic, absolutely classic. Um, so yeah, Blood Rage is fucking sick, and I know you just watched this recently, Mike. Uh, what'd you think of Blood Rage? Yeah, I watched it about two weeks ago, and I'll through your recommendation because I was asking people for their uh thanksgiving recommendations and you gave me blood rage which was phenomenal yeah. and uh fright master mike wilbur gave me home sweet home which i regret watching um <laughs> <laughs> but i could i thought i had that one it turns out i didn't oh good lord um but just uh, besides that that kind of like threw me th- for a loop even thinking about it but despite that uh blood rage was phenomenal um nice little um uh Raimi cameo in the beginning as well mm-hmm. and um the gore in it is like your typical 80s amazing gore it's it's the makeup effects in it are phenomenal and the the, the um story is actually really good it's 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 just something that you wouldn't really expect to see out of like an like an 80s like gore fest horror film like an actual good story um the only problem with it was I probably cut out a lot of the scenes where the mom is just on the phone and she's kind of, yeah, there's a lot of her on her bed on the telephone and trying to get a hold of the cops. Yeah. And she's always has her boobs pushed up, which makes That's a me, note I have on here. Yeah. Why are her tits always out? <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell is going on with that. But besides those couple things, I think it has a great gore. It has a really good ending and it has a great story. Yeah, the the boobs are, are most distracting when they're having Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, she's like, oh, here's the turkey. And this lady's titties are just completely, like, you couldn't, they're, they're aching to pop out. Like, she just has them on the verge of busting out of that bra. It's, um, what's her name? Louise Lasser uh, plays the mom. And I guess she was, uh, she was pretty popular, um, 
back in the day. I know she did a bunch of like schlock movies and stuff a long time ago. Um, but oh yeah, she was in a Woody Allen, a couple of Woody Allen movies. So, but yeah, it's uh it's over the top and it is completely ridiculous. I love the kills in it. Um, and in fact, the the ending scene that you just mentioned, it has a great great ending. I love in the pool house. There's like two or three kills and there's a fight. And they, of course, since there's twin brothers and both are played by the same guy, there's a lot of the, the one guys on, you know, the one that's facing him is the actual actor. And then the other side is just a guy that has like blonde hair, like it won't turn around. Yeah. They did that really so, well though. Yeah. Yeah. It's not noticeable. It's not like, um, it's not like a bad wig or something that you're like, okay, this is obviously <laughs> shit. You yeah. know, it's, it's a guy that technically looks like the other dude from behind. So it works out pretty well. Val, did you happen to catch this one or not? No. Oh man, this I was this is a great one. My dad really likes horror movies, and Mike said that I should watch it with him. Yep. Yeah. Um, And I I swear, man, if this thing came out in '83, I think it would have been a much bigger deal. Um, It's it's since it came out in '87, that was sort of on the waning end of the, um, you know, the classic slasher uh, '80s sort of um, time period. And if it came out earlier in it, I think it would have had a bigger. bigger drop in the bucket i think people would have uh, made more notice of this thing but i think it's going to find an audience now that it's you know out on blu-ray and streaming everywhere you could go on amazon prime watch it right now um the only more you know the only benefit of of buying the blu-ray from arrow is that there's three versions of the movie that are included there's the theatrical release which is i believe the one that's on uh, amazon prime then there's the um the uncut sort of um work print version that has more gore you know, a bunch of other crazy stuff, but the quality of the film is, is not as good. You know, it's not a, a good copy of it. And then there's the um, the combination version that takes the, the beautiful, you know, 4K restoration or whatever it is. Maybe it's 2K restoration of the of the theatrical version and intersplices the additional scenes and extra gore that are missing from it with the work print version. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. And, but the problem is, you know, you're watching it and somebody goes to get their head cut off and then all of a sudden it turns to like low resolution, <laughs> shitty gray looking footage. And then it's like bleh, gore spilling out and you're like, Oh, cool. So it, it's worth watching that way though. I like it that way. So, you know, you know exactly what got cut out of the film and exactly what, you know, you were missing if you watched one version or the other. Definitely. So I I recommend the Arrow one. It is it is fucking cool. Great great copy and uh, classic slasher. Anybody who's in favor of slashers, this is the one for you. Uh, this is only seventeen bucks on Amazon right now. Yeah, and it's it's not out of print or anything. So I'd say go get it while you can. I think I want to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy that soon because I watch on Amazon Prime. But if you're saying that there's like different versions of it, I definitely want to see those. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it, when when you start the um, the uncut version or the work print, it doesn't have Blood Rage as the title. It comes up and says Slasher. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I saw so, this. Uh, I watched this recently on the Horror Channel. Um, really? Yeah, they they've. Um, I think they probably got a DVD or something like that. But um, they they actually broadcast it. It was, it was about a month ago, I think. And um, yeah, they had it on there, and I watched it and be quite honest with you i thought it was just cheesy as hell um oh it's definitely cheesy yeah it's, I, I wasn't entirely enamored by it although some of the kills were quite funny and the, the opening scene with the kid in the fucking in the uh, drive-thru i think i wouldn't have just like said 
kid, get the fuck out of there. I think I would have punched him in the face. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you fucking mind? <laughs> He's just standing there staring at him too. It's yeah. so awkward. Yeah, it's like yes, yeah, kid, well, like yeah kid. This is what adults do. No, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think, Shane? Would you recommend this to people that like a classic slasher? Not really, to be quite honest. <laughs> All right, good. Well, I'm glad we have some dissenting opinion on here. Yeah, because yeah, I'm a dissenting cunt. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would put this up there with like the burning. Um, but, but it's, you know, it's worthy of, uh, of something like, you know, Friday the 13th, uh, I don't know, let's say part five or something like that. Like it's worth watching over something like that. But yeah, I'll, I'll be right. My thoughts. I'll See, be I right would, back. I would put it up there with the burning for sure. Yeah. I think the burning is just a little bit better in terms of its overall, overall quality. Yeah. Uh, I think the kills are a little more over the top in the burning. I think it's the characters are a little bit better in the burning. I mean, I liked I liked the mom and I liked the two brothers, but everybody else I did not give one <laughs> shit about in yeah. this movie. I agree. So, all right, Mike, let's go to your second pick on here. All right, well, uh, my second pick is a TV movie called uh, Intensity, and that was that came out in 1997. So, um, this movie is about uh, China Shepherd who's a uh, psychology student who survived like this really shitty past with her parents. And uh, one of her coworkers was telling her to come over for Thanksgiving dinner. And China was all just like, ah, no, I, I really have trust issues and really bad family issues. And I basically saw my parents kill two people. And because her parents were like real trashed out, like, <clears throat> drug addicts and they shot and killed people. And it's just, a mess so she's like i don't want to go and her friend is like no come over anyway and she goes okay so she goes over there and um they have thanksgiving dinner and the following morning or the following a uh, couple hours later she falls asleep she wakes up and everybody's pretty much dead in the house and um serial killer came in and is basically just basically just slaughtered everybody but they, he left her because he didn't see her in the room. So she hides underneath the bed, and eventually she um, gets a glimpse of what he looks like, and he is driving an RV. So she sneaks on aboard the RV, and she decides to follow him in the RV where he goes. And it's a really super well-done movie. Very good horror mm-hmm. thriller. And the, um, the uh, bad guy in it is actually played by John C. McGinley from Scrubs. And, oh, the doctor. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, I forget. Uh, I can't remember his name. The asshole doctor that, that is, uh, he, uh, the, the kid's internal, intern for. Uh, Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox, yeah, that's yeah. it. And he just, he is so good in this. I think this is probably the best thing I've seen him in outside of like Scrubs, but that's a comedy. But he plays like this really troubled and not over the top, but like really disturbing bad guy and it is a tv uh mini series so it's three hours long if you're gonna watch it all together but uh it's holy shit yeah it's 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 pretty worth it it's uh it's got some pacing issues towards the end but other than that just like seeing how uh the woman like sneaks onto the rv and how she's kind of following him every scene with john um McGinley, he's he's totally steals. He he does such a good job in it, and he comes across as like this really perverted, troubled dude. 
So, yeah. And um, oh, I forgot to mention the reason why she kind of sneaks onto the RVs because he keeps saying that he has a uh, little girl named Ariel. And she kind of figures out that he's keeping this little girl in his house. So that's why she sneaks onto the RV and tries to follow him. And even uh, Piper Laurie's in it for a very <laughs> short time. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's actually a really good movie. And I didn't really understand where it was going. So it kind of kept me on my toes a little bit. But it did have some pacing issues towards the end. Yeah, well, three hours long. I mean, but it's weird because it didn't you're, have. You're stretching it. Yeah, it didn't have pacing issues up until like the last like 20, 25 minutes. But mm-hmm. it kept my interest all to that point. Is there any gore in it or anything? Um, you know, I mean, but, I know it's made for TV. Yeah, but there is one scene. I'm not going to go into detail, but she's kind of. Oh, man, this is it. Kind of like it. Kind of gave me that Hellraiser feel. How I told you about before. How I don't like when the nail was sticking out and it hit his hand. That always like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's one scene where she's like uh, tied to a table, and a piece of the table breaks off. There's two nails sticking out of it, and she kind of has a flashback in her head of her mom being all drugged out and telling her to kill herself by uh, slicing her wrists, saying, "Just do it. Just get out of this life." So she's thinking back to that moment and looking down at the nails of the table and she keeps rubbing her wrist on these nails and they show it and they show like blood coming out of her wrist and they just, she keeps rubbing it back and forth. And I'm like, ah, can you like not? I had to keep <laughs> looking away. I was like, what the fuck? I thought this was a TV movie, but yeah, there's, there's a little bit of gore, um, not over the top, but the story is pretty much where it's at in this. Nice. <clears throat> wow, I was not expecting that. Yeah, and it's a, not a made-for-TV movie. movie. Yeah, and it's it's not overly Thanksgiving, but the whole pretty much first 10, 15 minutes takes place on Thanksgiving you know, night, so it's pretty Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think, I think everything we've touched on hasn't been really Thanksgiving, with the exception of Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Hey, anyone else ever seen this? Mm-mm, no. No. Yeah, it's a Dean Koontz movie, huh? Yep. Cool. Well, I'm definitely going to check that one out. It's actually on Amazon. I looked earlier. I think it's on Amazon for like, I think it was $17. Let me see. Yeah, like $17.99 on DVD. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, it says a, it's part of the choice collection. I believe these movies are they're they're DVDRs, so they're like printed. Whenever you order one, they make one and send it to you. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of them are like that. That's why there's that's why there's seventeen bucks and it'll never go down in price. There's a, a bunch of other movies that are similar to that. Interesting. Well, I think it's I think it's well worth the seventeen ninety nine. I think it's a pretty cool movie to watch. And like I, I keep repeating it, but John C. McGinley in this is badass. He's oh, a I piece of shit, that. but he's fucking yeah. awesome in it. I, I could picture him making a great like serial killer type. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, well, the, one right. more thing because I, I really yep. want to go over it. But there's one scene where he's um talking to that little Ariel girl about what he's going to do to her. And like, it's really not, I wouldn't say it's implied that he's going to rape her, but he, he basically says it. And it's like a made for TV movie about how he's going to like rape and kill this little girl. And I was like, Holy shit. And it's, it gave me kind of like chills. Cause I didn't expect him to say like something like that for a TV movie, but yeah, good stuff for Dean, for Dean Coons. I'm not surprised for it to be on TV. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right, Val, what's your uh, what's the other one you picked there? Um, it's called Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County. 
It was made. That's a terrible name. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I know it's a mouthful. It was made in nineteen ninety eight, and I think that was a made for TV movie too, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I had uh, very low expectations, but it was actually a really, really good, decent movie. So it takes place during Thanksgiving. Like the, this family is all they're meeting at the mom's house and it's like three brothers and two of them. One has a girlfriend, one has a wife and, and a sister. So they're all going to visit like the family house and whatever. And it's like this farm kind of in the middle of nowhere. So they're all hanging out and stuff and the power goes out and they see like this light flash. So they're like, Oh, maybe it's the breaker or whatever. So the three brothers go out to the back to look at the, uh, the breaker and it's like melted and then they see a flash of light again so of course they go to uh, investigate and they find that there's a ufo and there's two aliens circling around it and they're just standing there and the it's a found footage film so the youngest brother who was like i think 16 had like one of those big ginormous cameras all 90s style he was walking around with it and he was flashing the light at them with the camera to get like a view of them. So the aliens saw it and they blast a laser and it hits the one brother's hand. So they hustle back to the house and, you know, the aliens are going to follow because, you know, they basically threaten them <laughs> with light. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> um, they follow them back and they keep seeing like these lights and then. Like, his hand's all burnt from the laser and stuff. So, like, everybody's freaking out and panicking. The one brother had, like, a like a six-year-old daughter. She was, like, the only calm one throughout the whole thing. It was really weird. But, like, in intervals, like, I'm assuming, like, during commercial, probably, they would, like, interview people. And, like, um... They interviewed some guy and he was like supposed to be some like musician or something. And he was like, oh, I've got abducted before. And this is exactly like how I remembered it was. And then like they were talking like psychologists and stuff about like whether or not like the girl like was just, you know, just calm because she's a little kid and she doesn't understand or what. And it was it was really interesting because apparently like according to the movie, it was like the circulating VHS and stuff that people have been seeing and whatever. And it was pretty interesting, but like the whole movie is them trying to catch the aliens. Cause I want to say there was like two of them, but maybe there were more. Well, there probably were a lot more, but um, they try to like trap one in a bedroom and it escapes. And then uh, they keep like seeing and hearing things like the aliens are messing with their minds. So like, uh, one of the, the sister's boyfriends are making out with the brother's wife because he thought that it was his girlfriend and vice versa. What? Yeah, it was <laughs> weird. And then, like, the little girl was sitting at the piano and her hands were moving, but there was no sound. And they were commenting on how good she's playing piano and stuff. It was really weird, but, like, interesting. But, like, the whole, like, rest of the movie was, like, them losing their minds and it was just really cool. Now, this is a movie that I would definitely recommend to people, which is why I'm not going to keep going into it because I don't want any spoils. But cool. it was pretty neat. Like, 
as I said, I had zero expectations. I was like, made for TV movie, it's probably going to be bad. Yeah, right. Made for TV movie, Aliens, Thanksgiving. And... <laughs> <laughs> and they like barely ever ate the Thanksgiving dinner. That bothered me the most. Of course. <laughs> what, the aliens didn't even get at it? No. No. I think they eventually did, but it's just like, how dare you? It's cold now. Starving people right in there. Africa. <laughs> they could be eating that. Mike, what'd you think of this one? I loved it. Um, I watched it with Val, and I told her, I'm like, I have zero expectations for this. You know, and like you said, Aliens Thanksgiving made for TV. But this was a found footage movie before Blair Witch Project. So it was a pretty big deal, you know, and... It's pretty interesting because this Val, Val summed that up perfectly. Um, but apparently this movie is a remake. And I guess somebody made it back in the early 90s or something. And that remake is supposed to be based off an actual six-hour long actual tape. Wait. the, the re- So the remake isn't really a remake. It's a remake of uh, an actual abduction? Supposedly. Or is this movie based on an abduction? This movie, hold on. Let me find the uh, the trivia. It said it's a remake of a 1989 film called UFO Abduction. Oh, okay. So even It says on IMDb trivia, even though that the 1989 original UFO Abduction is said to be the original, there are claims that there was a film that came out before the 1989 movie, an unedited six-hour-long film which is claimed to be the real events. <laughs> yes oh man i love a good conspiracy yeah movie. but um i i highly recommend this movie the way that they did the aliens and the found footage it's really brilliant the way they did it like uh as val was saying about the piano there's another scene where people are uh hearing a dishwasher going off and they're like shut off that dishwasher and i was like i look at val and I'm like i don't hear a dishwasher and she was like i think that's the point of it i think it's them losing their minds and it was kind of cool the way they did it yeah it was funny cuz mike hmm. is like i think the audio is off i'm like mike <laughs> we can hear their voices <laughs> there's no dishwasher oh. but yeah right. it's awesome <clears throat> cool what? that's fucking nuts guys i'm really sorry but i'm going to have to depart because, and it's not the company, I am falling asleep here, and I think I need to go to sleep. Yeah, no worries, Shane. We started pretty late today, so I imagine it's uh, pretty late for you over there. Well, it's only 10.30, so, um, and this is unlike me to bail out on a uh, podcast, but for me, wanting to go to bed at 10.30 in the evening, it's unheard of. But, um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna bid adios to you guys, and you enjoy the rest of the podcast, and I will catch up with you guys later. No problem, Shane. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, laters. All right. So, yeah, that sounds like this This sounds like a movie that's uh, worth seeking out, which I'm actually amazed by. Yeah. I just did a quick uh, quick searcheroo, and I can't find anything other than a VHS. Uh, yeah, I don't think it came out because it, the one we watched was illegal, but it was uh, <laughs> VHS uh, quality. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably going to be like top dollar VHS to get it too, because all these stupid VHSs that aren't around have skyrocketed in price. So I'm really hoping they come out with like a DVD or something for because the IMDb photo has a DVD logo on the bottom left of it for the poster. So mm. and that poster, you know what? I brilliant. I bet there's bootleg DVDs out there of it. 
Probably. Find, go to a convention or something, I bet you could find it. Because they did this movie super well. And uh, the, the way the aliens look is a little cliche, but it's they they just do it so goddamn well. Like, it's, it's really yeah. good. Yeah, well, we're going to have to. I'll, I'm going to search this out. I think that one's worth checking out then. Awesome, guys. Well, we nailed every uh, Thanksgiving movie we could think of. Um, with one exception, it's the last one that uh, I watched. I didn't have to watch this, but because I was watching <laughs> Thanksgiving, I decided to finally get around to watching Thanksgiving 3, which I've been putting off for years now, but I'm like, whatever. I'll, I'll fucking just do it just for now because we're doing this podcast. So as I described to Mike earlier, um, all these movies that we watched, including Blood Freak, the most insane movie I've watched has been Thanks Killing 3. <laughs> and it is fucking bonkers. Crazy nonsense. Um, I'll probably go a little bit into spoilers here, but don't worry. Uh, it's not going to be anything that you're going to be too worried about getting spoiled for you. So if you're familiar with Thanks Killing, the first one, and you know you have your terrible turkey puppet that kills people and makes one-liners and swears and is an asshole... Uh, Thanks Killing 3 has more in common with something like The Dark Crystal or Labyrinth than it does uh, Thanks Killing 1, which that's bonkers, right? It sounds absolutely right. fucking crazy. Yeah. Your main character in this movie is a puppet. <laughs> it's a puppet. It's a puppet called Yomi, and it's just a yellow puppet. It's a girl, I think. And it, it looks like something that would be on Sesame Street. You would not notice the difference if that was, you know, if you turned on, turned on this movie at the right time uh, and we're like, why are you watching Sesame Street? Like, it just looks like a puppet, you know, from the Muppets or anything like that. And uh, this puppet has lost her mind and she needs to find her mind. And to go about that, she gets the idea in her head that she needs to discover Thanksgiving. Uh, meanwhile... The the movie Thanksgiving 2, which in our world has never actually been made, but in the Thanksgiving 3 world, it has been made. And Thanksgiving 2 is described as the worst movie ever made in the history of the Earth, and every copy of it has been ordered to be destroyed. So they gather up all the copies of Thanksgiving 2 and they destroy them. And this pisses off Turkey because he wants that movie... Uh, because he apparently put in this um, this curse that anyone who watches the movie, um, I guess, either kills themselves or dies an agonizing death or something. So um, so he's out to get the last copy of Thanks Killing Two, and um, and play it for everyone in the world so they all die. But his son, who is also a little puppet, he has a wife and a son. He kills his wife. And the son, who's a little, even worse turkey puppet, also dies, but his ghost inhabits the last copy of Thanksgiving 2. Which Yumi the puppet discovers, and then she meets up with a dude that is obsessed with the Thanksgiving holiday named Uncle Donnie. And Uncle Donnie's just a guy, but he wears a, um, you know, like a, uh, a wig, a white powdered wig from like the 1700s. And he's out to make a theme park called Thanksgiving Land because he loves fucking Thanksgiving so much. And he lives with his buddy, who is an asshole, and his buddy's mom, who is a puppet, a disgusting puppet of an old woman in a wheelchair who raps. And her, what the hell was her name? Shit, it was like, not rap, it was something along the lines of like, um, 
Flo, Flois, that's what it was. <laughs> her name is Flois, and she's like a 90-year-old woman that raps, but she's a fake puppet. It's disgusting. And they go through an adventure where they have to travel into the mystical realm of the of the dead turkeys, and they have to seek the advice of the wise turkey who get, tells her what to do, and then she they have to travel back to Earth, and then they have to fight Turkey himself, and he kills a bunch of people, and then there's a worm that rides uh, a giant robot called um, Muff. And Muff can kill things, and he can open a dimensional portal with his asshole if the worm fingers his asshole right and puts in the, se- the secret code. And then it opens up a dimensional wormhole that they can use to banish the the uh, Thanksgiving 2, but they can't do that because the worm dies, I think. They have to go to Turkey Hell to get it back to fight Turkey. It Listen, it, it sounds as ridiculous as it is. These are just the plot points. I can't even go into more detail because I don't remember everything that happens. All I know is that at one point, uh, Turkey is fighting everyone inside the house. The Uncle Donnie turns on his Turkey Plucker 3000 and throws Turkey into it and it kills him. But then Turkey summons an army of turkey skeletons to put him back together but they can't find his cock so in place of his cock he puts a chainsaw cock on in a sequence that that mimics <laughs> evil dead 2 and they put all the they put him together and he puts a chainsaw cock on him and he goes gravy and i'm like oh my god that's the fucking that's worst. bad yeah <laughs> that is so bad it it literally this isn't about a, a serial killer turkey going around with one-liners and all that. It is like an adventure movie with puppets and fucking robots and space and future sequences. And I have no idea what was going on in this. And like, yeah, the special effects are all terrible and obvious and they, they make fun of themselves. And there's a musical number or two probably thrown in. Like I've blocked out most of this movie from my mind already because it was so fucking insane. Um, but I can't say I recommend this as like a horror movie because one, it's not a horror movie and two, it is fucking berserk. I mean, like I'm fascinated that this was made (laughs) and that this was the direction they chose to go in this thing, essentially guaranteeing they'll never make another one of these because who would want to watch another one? (laughs) But like shit, man, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go for the rest of this thing. So. Thanks Killing 3, I'd say watch at your own risk. I know there's going to be people that absolutely love this. They're going to think it's brilliant that the guy went in this different direction and went over the top and did all this other stuff. But I think whatever fun that I had watching Thanks Killing 1, this was, like, not fun at all, in my opinion. Um, the jokes were way too... Not even trying. They didn't even, like, try for the jokes. They're just like, oh, I said dick, and I used the word worm instead of other... I used worm in puns, and then turkey's using turkey in puns. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's the whole movie's puns and cock jokes and just not good. Like, just not good. So, um, so yeah, that's Thanks Killing 3. You know... What do you think? What do you think, Mike? You, want, <laughs> you interested? Yes. Immensely. <laughs> I, Listen, put turn, put it on. You said it was on Amazon or whatever. Yeah, right? it's on or Amazon Netflix. Prime. Put it on. Watch a little bit of it, and if you're if you don't like right away, if you're not like, oh yeah, if you don't get like hooked in the first ten minutes, then just turn it off because it's gonna be more of the same. Val, are you watching this with me? Yeah, I'll watch it with you. What else am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to you want to hear something that will really piss you off, Ryan? 
Yeah. Remember how it said the first one it was a $3,500 budget? Yeah. Well, apparently, according to IMDb, this was funded through a successful Kickstarter campaign where over $100,000 was raised. See, now, I, I can understand that with the sets and with the puppetry and all the stuff that they put into this. I mean, some of the puppets are terrible. The Yumi puppet is really good. It looks like a puppet from Sesame Street. It's of that quality, you know? Yeah. Like the eyes blink and the head moves and the eyes move and every you know it, it work looks exactly like a, a quality made puppet and the costume designs on some of the other uh, puppetry characters are fucking awesome so I could see they put they did put money into this much more than the first one but it was not worth it man uh, it was just <laughs> not worth putting the extra money into this I gotta be honest they did they did not put money into the script or writing that I can tell you oh don't tell them that they'll be very upset. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Listen, I'm, if I was on this podcast to make friends, I'm doing a very poor job of it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I appreciate the um, imagination and ingenuity they used in making this, but uh, and I'm sure the guys had a blast doing what they want. But what they want is not necessarily what I want. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's that's good. <laughs> oh yeah, the only, the other the only note that I have down here is this movie is fucked. <laughs> that's, that's the best description oh I could have on this. In fact, if I was going to put uh, a line on here, you know, if that was going to be my quote for the for the fucking head of the DVD, it would be, this movie is fucked. Short and sweet. That's it, man. I do want that poster, though. Did you see the poster on IMDb for Thanks Killing 3? Yeah. Is it just the DVD cover? Uh, no, it looks like an actual, like, poster poster. Because it looks, no, it's look brilliant it. looking, and I would totally get that enlarged and... Put on my. Oh uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's that's pretty similar to the uh, to the thing. Yeah, so you can see that's that's his um that's his chainsaw cock he's got on there. Yeah, I see. And then you can see you got Yumi the puppet on the left. <laughs> oh, and that's the disgusting rapping grandma puppet over on the Who's second the from the right. Right guy with the yellow afro. Oh, that's it's a powdered wig. It's just not. Oh. I guess it's not showing up well in the poster. That's Uncle Donnie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, that's Thanks Killing Three. And, um, well, that, I mean, that one, it did have a lot to do with Thanksgiving. The guy wanted open Thanksgiving land, and there was a bunch of uh, turkey and Thanksgiving puns, so... Yeah, that's pure I Thanksgiving. Mean, yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 1 is, in my opinion, the most Thanksgiving movie I've watched so far. Yeah. You know. Hmm. So, that's all I got to say about that. So, what do you say, guys? We'll wrap this up. Yeah, sounds yeah. sounds about right. Like I, like I was saying before, there's not too many Thanksgiving... Horror movies out there, like Home Sweet Home, is pretty, pretty Thanksgiving. But it's it, the whole movie revolves around like Thanksgiving dinner and these people just wanting to get to Thanksgiving dinner. But I, I would recommend that less probably than you would Thanksgiving Three. You know what though, Mike? I we completely forgot, and we would be slaughtered if we did not mention this. What is the oh Eli yeah Roth yeah yeah fake trailer uh, for his Thanksgiving movie that he was supposedly he was supposedly going to make, but he never did. Um, there, there was always in talks that he's like actually going to make that movie, but it never got made and it looks fucking amazing. I can't believe nobody's gotten on this to make it yet. I'm surprised they made Machete over Thanksgiving. I know, right? How, if you're going to choose one of those trailers to make one off of fucking Thanksgiving all, all, all day long. Like for anyone who doesn't know, um, in the original release of Grindhouse, they had a segment in between the two films where they showed trailers and one of the trailers was directed by Eli Roth and it was 
a, uh, a, a late 70s, early 80s sort of slasher movie that he was going to make called Thanksgiving. And it the trailer's fucking amazing. It's got all the dumb kills you would expect. It's got a bunch of, like, there's a Thanksgiving parade in it, and the killer's going around killing people. And uh, there's, a you know, the, the poster, and, like, the end of the trailer is a guy shoving a, a knife into a turkey, and it bleeds out. And it's got one of my favorite lines in, like, any horror movie um, that the, the, uh, the guy doing the voiceover has. He goes, white meat, dark meat. All will be carved, <laughs> which I fucking love. I think it's hysterical. Uh, and that go on YouTube right now. Look up, you know, Thanksgiving trailer, Eli Roth or whatever. It's going to be on there. It's probably on one of the Grindhouse DVDs somewhere too. Yeah, like, the know, um, just looking. You know what? The original. I have the original Grindhouse DVD, and I think it has it on there. But the Grindhouse Blu-ray that I bought as well, it doesn't have the fake trailers on it. Yeah, they released a bunch of versions. I remember. Buying one version specifically because it had the trailers on it. Yeah, I think that's... It was like a big... It was like a box set Yeah, that's, that's the box that I have. And the box that I had, I, I had to buy each one of them separately, like Planet Terror and Death Proof. And each one yeah. I pre-ordered from FYE gave me a movie poster signed digitally signed by each director on it. Cool. That's interesting. Yeah, so... But that one came with the trailers on it. And the Blu-ray one didn't, which is weird. Yep. Yeah, I would recommend that's fucking YouTube weird. it because there's a lot of good trailers on there besides that one. Yeah, all those trailers are fun. Like, uh, you know, even Rob Zombie's one is ridiculous and yeah. over the top. Edgar Wright. That's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, Edgar Wright's is, his is good, too. But, yeah, check out the Thanksgiving trailer. It is fucking amazing. And I, I that's the movie I want. I com- It's completely Thanksgiving-themed. It looks like it is the Black Christmas version of Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And it'd be such so. a hit too, because literally oh, through like multiple lists, and it was always the same like five movies. Yeah, yeah. So. It's always like Blood Freak, you know, Thanks Killing. Yeah. So. And blood, to be honest, I don't even think Blood Freak takes place on Thanksgiving no. at all. It's just about turkeys. Yeah, it's it, you know, there's multiple turkeys get eaten. <laughs> so it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> that guy eating the turkey, though, I think that's the best turkey eating scene I've I've watched in a movie. That whole turkey. Yeah, <laughs> one dude sits down to a whole fucking turkey and has at it. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so I think that rounds it out for us. Um, you can get in touch with us uh, at all you need is bloodpod at gmail You can hit myself up on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. You can get Shane on Twitter at Dead Cell Society, and he has an Instagram. I'm going to guess it's Dead Cell Society 77, I think. Um, am I wrong? Uh, 74. Ah, 74. Damn it. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> I'm sure he'll love me giving out the wrong <laughs> address for him. <laughs> and uh, you can hit us up on our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. We're also on the UHM Fans Group on Facebook. Uh, and we're on the UHM message board at UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. And um, Val, where can we get a hold of you? Uh, on Instagram, at ValBuasaurus. And uh, and Mike, you're on Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. It's my last name, but just... I, I have to change this. I have to like explain what it is every time. It's so annoying. But it's my last name, just with a zero in it instead of an O. So yep. it's Whittemore. So cool. Yeah, I know. I'm so cool. I'm so leave back. <laughs> and uh, you can also I'll put your IMD uh, page if you still want to follow Mike on his 365 yep. Days of Horror journey. Just surpassed and, 150 um, movies. 
Cool baby. Yep. When, and when do you have to finish by? Uh, August 13th of oh, 2018. Man. Yeah. Ooh, you're way ahead of schedule. Yeah. Uh, Halloween really did me in, so. Yeah. Well, that's good. So uh, we'll see everybody next time. Thanks for everyone joining us. And uh, I'll say bye for now. See ya. Goodbye. All right. Well, that was nice. So- <laughs> that that was nice. It was a nice one. Yeah, we're watching Thanksgiving one and two Vale soon.